common room. Sports Fix. Good evening, team. What has been going on? Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. Australia's Nick Kyrgios has won the City Open after beating his Japanese counterpart 6-4-6-3 in the final. Victory for this year's Wimbledon runner-up delivers a first ATP Tour title since 2019 at the same event in Washington. The 27-year-old did not drop serve in the entire tournament. He climbs from 63rd to 37th in the ATP rankings after his 7th career title. Kyrgios will be hoping his form continues as he heads into final preparation for the US Open. The US Open begins on the 29th of August in New York. Australia captain Michael Hooper withdrew from last week's rugby championship opener away to Argentina. He returned home as he was not in the right mindset to play. Rugby Australia said Hooper had informed the team of his decision. Wallabies coach Dave Rennie said Hooper had shown true courage. My whole career, I've looked to put the team first, and I don't feel I'm able to fulfill my responsibilities at the moment, said Hooper. I'm sending Michael my best wishes as he takes a break from the sport. Australia went on to beat Argentina 41-26 in comeback fashion after being down at the break. Brighton survived a late onslaught to secure a first win at Old Trafford and beat Manchester United 2-1. This condemned Eric Tanhag to a losing start as Manchester United manager. Pascal Gross's first half double stunned the home supporters who were desperate to see their team put a miserable end to last season behind them. However, United were totally outplayed in the opening period and not even the second half introduction of Cristiano Ronaldo could deny Brighton. In nine previous league visits, Brighton had managed only one draw, so this victory was historic. Today we are joined by Theo Seeger. He is a former British gymnast and has also tried his hand at MMA. He joins us via Zoom. Welcome to Sports Fix. Theo, how are you? Hey Ben, thank you man. Thanks for uh, bringing me on here. I'm fantastic man. I'm just in Tenerife at the minute, uh, living a good life. So yeah, brilliant. Thank you man. Love it. Good. Well, I do want to get into your story, but before we get started, we'd like to do some quick fire questions. So do your best to answer as fast as you can. Let's go for it. Let's go. They're somewhat tailored towards you. All right. Favourite sports star of all time? Conor McGregor. Like that. Like it a lot. Mm, Favourite mm. animal protein source? Uh, it's got to be the cow. The meat. <laughs> Favourite place you've ever competed? Ooh, the O2 Stadium in London. Wow. Uh, what was your pre-competition meal? Ooh. Uh, simple. Rice, chicken, meat, protein. Yeah, nothing too heavy. Love it. Um, I'm going to change the question here. The, the question was favourite sport that's not gymnastics, but I'm going to change it to favourite sport that's not gymnastics or MMA. Or MMA. Can I choose a, a subset of MMA? Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> Very similar. Sure. Uh, that's okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favourite awesome. fruit? Ooh, mango recently. The mango. Like it. Uh, and then are you a singer or a dancer? No, oh, neither. Depends if I've had a beer. Uh, let's have a bit of a dance. <laughs> All right, Theo, why don't you just briefly run us through, you know, what you uh, achieved as a, as a gymnast for, for context for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I was a, I was a professional gymnast. Uh, we competed for Great Britain for, I think, over 15 years for Great Britain. But 
I've done gymnastics for over 20 years. Uh, I've done uh, Northwest champion, so that's regional champion, uh, English champion, British champion, competed across all uh, national events, so European champion, world champion, World Cup medals. Uh, so high level, yeah. We've uh, I've, I've pretty much done every event, you know, uh, everything that gymnastics has to offer. Uh, we've done team events, individual events, so yeah. Well, uh, well versed in gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well versed. I've uh, I've experienced everything that gymnastics has to offer. So, all right, um, let's let's go back to the start then. How did you actually get into gymnastics, and, and what age was that? Yeah, so I, I have two older brothers, uh, and we, we're all one year apart, and we were let's say energetic children we're energetic children so like between the ages of four five and six me and my brothers like my mum was just so you know worn out with us like we were energetic we were bouncing off the walls we were fighting we were we were out causing trouble we were doing all sorts so my mum literally looked at the nearest uh, sports club and it was a gymnastic club it was five minutes down the road so I was four years old when I first started gymnastics. My mum took us to the gymnastics centre. My two older brothers, we all went to the gymnastics centre and literally the first session, I think we were hooked. You know, we were rolling around, throwing, throwing ourselves around and I think the coaches saw that we were energetic and that was it from there. You know, we, like it just really hit a chord with us. Uh, gymnastics was our sport from there. So did you all start at the same time? You just were four at the time? Yeah, yeah. So I was four. Uh, my older brother Jake was five, and my eldest Kyle, who was six. So literally, there's a year between us. You know, Got it. you know, we're nearly like triplets. So you can imagine what the house would have been like. So my mum literally just took us all three of us to the class, dumped us in the class, and we're like, okay, you take care of these for the next hour. So yeah, that's, so that's how we began our our journey into gymnastics. Do you think you had an advantage? Apart from the obvious of being younger, but I mean, did, do you think you had an advantage of being the youngest and looking up to the brothers who were perhaps like a little bit more capable at that age and you were always trying to catch them up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, for me, it was vital. That that what you just said was absolutely vital to, to being where I am now. Always looking up to someone, you know, and they were a little bit more developed as well. You know, I, I feel like I was quite uh, a late developer, you know, physically as well. You know, whether we're at home, everything was a competition. You know, who can eat the fastest, who who was sitting in the front seat, you know, in the car on the way home, who was, you know, who could get to the lamppost the fastest. Everything was a competition. So being the youngest, it was always the need to sort of, you know, impress my older brothers as well. So that how it had a massive impact of sort of going in and, you know, watching them and seeing, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. I need to be as good as them. So, yeah, 100%. Good. And then as far as, you know, you've, you've mentioned how, how successful you were. At what age did did people start to take notice, whether they be inside your club or outside your club? Uh, I think that's probably maybe more of a question to, to ask my parents. But I, I presume gymnastics is a highly skilled sport. So I presume it, it must have been at a young age of six, seven, eight. You know, the, the skill required means that you must start at such an early age so i think you know within leaving the the classes uh the initial classes 
the gymnastic coaches must have saw that potential in us. So, like I say, I presume, you know, five, six, seven, there must have been some sort of spark there because then we'd been moved up into uh, sort of out the recreational classes into the more development classes, which was primed at developing, you know, uh, high-level gymnasts. Okay, so talk to us about then then your journey to, you know, the, the national team, whether it be England or, or Great Britain. At what age did that start to happen? Yeah, so for me... For me personally, I had a, a bit of a different run than most people. Uh, the, the regular route to go is at this early age, eight, nine, ten, they do something called the national testing. So the coaches will watch you in competitions. If they deem you good enough, they'll send you to the national testing. So it'll involve very basic fundamental practices. And the coaches will, will judge you, they'll critique you and, and pick the squad from there. Uh, me personally, I, I didn't make this route, you know, I, I got sent to the testing and, and it didn't, the coaches mustn't, the national coaches didn't see the potential, you know, f from an early age. So it wasn't until I was, I think it was uh, around 15, which is very late for a gymnast to, to get on on the national team because, you know, they've already had competitions, they've already had junior competitions. Mm -hmm. European junior competitions, Olympic junior competitions, and they were pre being primed to, to go into the senior teams. So for me, uh, I just trained and trained and trained and knew I had the potential to do it. And it was, competing was a little bit tricky for me sometimes. But around this age, it really clicked with me. And I went to the competition as a, I think it was, I was 14. I went to the British competition and ended up winning the senior competition. So beating all the adults. Wow. Uh, and I think that's when, obviously, you know, it was sort of undeniable then that the, the coaches must say, right, you know, come to the uh, national squad training and, yeah, get him in, exactly. So, from there on, for me, it was a very, very unusual route to go, uh, to be that old and join the national team then. You know, like I said, usually it's eight, nine, ten. These kids are already being primed to go into the team and, you know, they're looking to develop the Olympic team from, from such an early age. Thank you, Theo. We look forward to hearing more from you next week. Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. The Premier League opening weekend was packed with goals and drama, just how we like it. This weekend, my hottest ticket in the world is the London derby between Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea. Both teams managed three points last weekend. It should be a cracker. Have a great weekend all, and I'll see you for your Sports Fix next week. Continuous hit music. On Radio 3.